Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She wants to know if she can borrow 99 cents. Yes. She's a Duchess that dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. It's ninety nine cent Mott's day. Is 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 ninety nine cent mozzarella stick day at at um I mean it's obvious it's your Sabbath. Yes. Um is this a whole pickle family thing or is this a, just an Ashley thing? Um they really like fifty cent corn dog day. Right. Do you know why? Are you gonna say that corn dogs are better than Mott's sticks? Of course corn dogs are better than mozzarella sticks. Okay, well I I actually had a corn dog the other day for the first time in a while. And it was so good. It was banging. I right? love it, but I'm not gonna like just value wise. Corn dogs are not very expensive, regardless of where you go. Mozzarella sticks are typically more expensive. Like if you're gonna get a whole appetizer thing of mozzarella sticks at like I don't know a, a Chili's or somewhere like that, it's gonna be a lot more pricey. So you have to celebrate the price difference on that. Like the corn dog is like fifty cents all the time. <sighs> Mot sticks is a really good day. And I can dip them in ranch. Big ranch girl. Yeah, I noticed that. Today's Thursday, September 17th, 2020. 70 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1031. 1031, the Drew Stubbs episode. That's a Texan. Um, on today's show, friends, we're going an hour. We'll do it live. F it, we'll do it live. We'll have our weekend viewing guide for you. Then we're going to hear from the head coach of undefeated yeah. May Pearl Panthers. We'll hear... Uh, from from Coach uh, uh, Sam Reepy, uh, I had to make sure and uh, and check how his name is spelled. It's R E I P E, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, R yeah, it's R R I E P E, and I had to make sure it was like, is it ripey? Is it <laughs> is it just ripe? Yeah, you know what I mean. But instead, I did find uh, somebody saying his name, and it's Reepy. So we will hear. So from... we just hope that that person is saying it right. <laughs> uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, so we'll hear from Maypearl coach uh, Sam Reepy coming up here in a moment. Then back half of the show, we got the picks, my high school football predictions for week four of the Texas high school football season. Which, by the way, already out of date. Yeah, <laughs> I. This is a hundred percent true. I you sent me the link mm-hmm. to go and look through the picks video and say, hey. 
just looking for little errors, you know, dropped frames, stuff. Yeah, like or little, a, a spelling things. mistake or something right. like that. One last little once over. It was actually clean. Like yeah. there were no. You're getting better at this, um, <laughs> and so and so we uh, and so we it, it was it was clean and I was like, hey, clean, great, fantastic, get it up on YouTube, and like literally, I think like five minutes after, after I said that, yeah, uh, Cameron Yo and Lexington got canceled. Yeah, and I was I was like I was not at home at the time, and I was like, mm. whatever, it's just that's gonna, gonna go. stay that way. It's just gonna go. Once I was like, get, because if not, it's gonna go live, and then I'm gonna have to take it down three hours later by the time I get home. Because here's the thing: we try to debut it on our YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash Dave Campbell's TF. Uh, we try to debut it on our YouTube page at 7 p.m. on, on Wednesday. So, yeah. by the way, there's you know, if you ever want to see it absolutely first, be it by our YouTube page at at, at 7 mm-hmm. p.m. on Wednesdays. This was at six. Yeah. Like it's not like we approved this. On Monday, uh-uh. like we were approved this about an hour before the debut, yeah. which is a reasonable amount of, of, of leeway time. Right. And it's like, okay, well. I was like, nope. Of course. There's just an asterisk there. <laughs> of course. So there will be a game that didn't get be picked, so I guarantee I didn't get one wrong. And then we'll round it all out with America's favorite segment, Free Money, the biggest no one's favorite segment. rendition Literally of no one Free likes Money it. yet. So we'll get to that coming up here yeah. in just a moment. But first, Pickle. We need to talk about our schedule for tonight. Yes. And for the weekend. So it's time for your viewing guide. A slate of games. Um, A slate of games. But it's also very complicated. Because here's the problem. <laughs> because it's 2020. That's because it. it's 2020. <laughs> There's your reasoning. Because it's 2020, we have our viewing guide up at texasfootball.com. If you want to check that out, texasfootball.com is where you can find uh, our viewing guide. Uh, links to a bunch of games that you can stream uh, tonight. Here is the problem. Okay, here is the problem. There are only two games tonight. Kennedale plays Fort Worth Carter Riverside, undefeated Carter Riverside, by the way. Uh, and uh, Wascom plays ARP. Those are the two games tonight. That's okay? where Step will be. That's it. He'll be at Wascom and ARP. Those are the two games tonight, neither of which are being streamed. So there's nothing to stream tonight. Okay. So just don't. So unfortunately, is there a college football game going on? Um, not in the not in Texas. Not in Texas. Uh, I can tell you. There's here a terrible t- NFL game going on tonight. What is the NFL game? Tonight? Uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland, the Battle of Ohio. Fun times in Cleveland it's today. It's gross. Cleveland. But Joe Burrow. Um, <laughs> but Joe Burrow, I suppose. Um, there is a game. No, there there is no game tonight. There's no college game tonight. So, so you, you can, can watch, watch the Battle of you Ohio. Can watch, you can watch Cleveland and Cincinnati in what I presume is going to be an empty stadium. Yes. Hashtag 2020. Um, <laughs> it would have been empty anyway. <laughs> right. So unfortunately, I don't have anything to recommend for, for, for Thursday. And then let me skip ahead, by the way. Because for Saturday, Saturday is going to be all college. Mm-hmm. Because there are none. Zero, as of this moment, zero high school football games on Saturday. Zero. Now, let's see. Give it a minute. Like, we may get a game delayed. We may get a new game put together. We may get something like that. But for now, there are no scheduled Saturday games. Okay? Mm-hmm. So. You got one day. <laughs> you got one day. So let's fast forward to Friday. I guess rewind to Friday. We were talking about Saturday. We'll go to Friday. We'll go to Friday. And once again, I'm going to work under the assumption that you're not a billionaire. And you do not have more than three screens available to you at one time. Yes. Okay? So I'm only going to recommend three games to stream. Okay? The first game to stream 
I would put this on the, let's see, on the big screen, on the biggest big boy screen. I want you, I believe it's our friends at Texan Live. West Orange, Stark, and Newton. That game's going on 7.30 p.m. tomorrow night. A lot of intrigue here. Yeah. Because this is our first look at West Orange Shark. West Orange Shark is the number three stinking team in 4A Division Two, and we have yet to see them. I don't think they even played a scrimmage. No, they did not. So we have not seen them on the field yet. We have a lot of intrigue around West Orange Shark. We think, of course, they're a contender. The Blue Link defense looks going to be fantastic. I'm interested to see what Jaron Terrell, their quarterback, is able to do this year. A lot of intrigue. Taking on Newton, who... And I've mentioned this off the. I've mentioned this a couple times on a couple different venues throughout the week. Their loss to Terrell, Terrell, no, Jasper last week. Mm-hmm. Their loss to Jasper last week. I put exactly zero stock in that, like mm-hmm. none, because a that game was put together last minute. B it was their first game of the year. C they were playing a four A team. Yeah. Um, I don't put any stock into that. No. So in a lot of ways, this is the first normal week for Newton, and so we'll get a better view for that. Now, they are still punching up. They're punching up a full classification, two divisions, from 3A Division 2 to 3 to 4A Division 2. Mm-hmm. But we will see what Newton's about. We'll finally get to see West Orange Shark. That's on the big screen. That's got the most intrigue for me this week, is West Orange Shark and Newton. We'll finally get to see them there. On your second biggest screen, okay, your second big boy screen, we're going to go with La Vega and Argyle. This game's in Argyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about it in the picks uh, at length. But this is the fifth time in, I guess, probably 30 games these two teams are going to play. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, the way that this thing goes is that Argyle wins the regular season, LaVega wins the playoffs. There's There's a couple of things here. First and foremost, I think that for Argyle... This front seven, they played a really, really good front seven against Pleasant Grove. I think that this front seven from La Vega will be as good, maybe better than that. Yes. It is really talented, especially the linebacker core. That's going to be a really interesting test for this Argyle offense. On the flip side, this is the first real time that we're going to see a team that can throw it effectively take on La Vega's defense. Mm-hmm. That finally we're going to get a test for this La Vega secondary because C.J. Rogers is cooking there at, there at, at Argyle. He's been fantastic to start the year. Arg- La Vega has played Connolly, mm-hmm. who's a team that runs the ball a lot. They've played Calhoun, a team that almost exclusively runs nice. the ball. And Cal Allen, who's a team that almost exclusively runs the ball. Played a lot of run-heavy teams. What happens when they get when a team tries to air it out? That's going to be very interesting to me. The other side is interesting too simply because I think Argyle's defense is solid. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything to turn your nose up at about the Argyle defense. The La Vega offense is still just trying to find a way, right? They're going to run the ball with Jarquay Walton. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're, they've been putting Jared Rogers, the linebacker, over at quarterback um, and trying to figure out in the absence of error rolls. A lot of intrigue there. Obviously, a lot of jockeying going on for four division one supremacy. This is a big measuring stick. For sure. I liked how you used that on Monday. That's a bit. This is the definition of a measuring stick sure. game. Let's see where these teams are. Um, Argyle tends to come out of the gates hot. La Vega tends to peak late. Yep. What happens when they meet in week four? We'll find that out. That's on the second screen. And your third screen. So, like, TV, laptop, phone. on your phone. I want you to keep an eye on 
the Battle of the Antelopes. I want you to keep an uh, eye yes. on Post and Abernathy. Uh, this is uh, the number two team in 2A Division Two in Post against the number 10 team in 3A Division Two in Abernathy. Um, Abernathy, or I'm sorry, Post has just been beating the tar out of people. Yeah. Just Which is not really people. surprising. Um, going up against Abernathy, a team that's significantly bigger than them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, full again a full classification, classification, larger than them, and a team that I think has kind of been reinvented, a team that is a lot more defensive minded. I think in the past years, uh, especially with Bryson Daly at the quarterback spot, they have been uh, a lot more wide open, a lot more throw it around, a lot more high-scoring, high-octane. This under coach Justin Wiley, I think, is more of a defense-first team. And so, can they slow down post? That's a big question. That's on your phone. So, TV. Fox Sports Southwest. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I should also say Fox Sports Southwest. Watch that, too. Um, but assuming you have another, you know, whatever. Watch Fox Sports Southwest. <laughs> if you got three screens to spare besides Fox Sports Southwest. <laughs> West Orange Stark Newton. Argyle La Vega. Post and Abernathy. That's your watch guide. Saturday. Real quick. We'll get through Saturday. Um, Finally, the football gods, the football scheduling gods, gave us a favor because we actually have football throughout the course of the day. Yes. Start your day off with Houston and Baylor. Mm -hmm. That game's going on at 11 a.m. Then 2 p.m., Stephen F. Austin and UTSA. Seems like an obvious choice there. It's the only game going on in Texas. Uh, You have a choice starting at 5 p.m., uh, 5 o'clock, SMU's at North Texas. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and say call. Call! Big rivalry. Um, SMU's at North Texas. I Let's see how that game is at halftime. Because yeah. if that game is not competitive at halftime, switch over to Texas State and Louisiana Monroe, mm-hmm. which is on at 6.30. And then, of course, you can round it all out with a nightcap. I think it's on ESPN3. Yes. Uh, UTEP is hosting Abilene Christian. Sue, so you can check that out. Uh, UTEP could be 2-1. and one. <laughs> Big doings two, two wins. for the Miners. Let's go. Two wins. That would, I would be, oh, I would be They pumped. didn't win two games last year. No, I would be, they didn't yes. win two games in a long time. <laughs> right. So, uh, that is your viewing guy. And then Sunday, I guess the Cowboys and Texans probably play. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So, there's your watch guide for week four. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package. Two magazines, including this bad boy. I think we still send you this first for now. Let me check that. God, I'm bad at this. Um... We will, um, so uh, you, you get this magazine plus the recruiting edition. You get a great uh, online content, including Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast. Uh, you get access to our archives. We've got the game picks for every game in the state, uh, computer rankings of every com- uh, team in the state, et cetera, et cetera. So check that out, texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Pickle, let's go to the hotline, and let's bring on the head coach of the undefeated 3-0 Maypearl Panthers. We are joined by Coach Sam Reapy. Coach, how are you? Coach, do you read me? Oh, sorry. Hello. Um, oh, there my we go. gosh, Pickle. Wrong part on mine. Hey, Coach, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? Doing excellent. Appreciate your time. How are things in beautiful Maypearl, Texas? Uh, they're doing good. Doing good. Um, I, I want to ask you a little bit about... Uh, this start to the season, you know, last year uh, with uh, you, the, you guys won, went three and seven. 
uh, all year. The year before that, uh, a disappointing season for y'all. Um, what do you think has been the difference this year that has you guys off to such a hot start? Um, I think it's the big thing is uh, the kids are buying in um, to what we're doing. Uh, they're believing in the weight room, believing in our you know, offensive defense schemes, and you know, they're buying in and believing in us and trusting the process. Uh, one thing I, I, I must mention is that you are uh, an alum. You are from Maypearl. You are a, you graduated from Maypearl in, in 1997. Um, what does it mean for you to do this at your hometown? What does it mean for you to do this at your alma mater? Um, it's big. Uh, you know, I want to create a tradition um, that kind of Brock and, and those other schools have here, um, and that's kind of my goal. Um, because my son is my son goes to school here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in first grade, so you know I kind of hope to have it rolling by the end and, and kind of have that thing so that you know he gets to graduate uh, in, in a proud tradition. You know, rich football school. Uh, you know, last week you guys go uh, take on Clifton, a team that that's had uh, some some great success recently, and you guys come away uh, with a seventeen to seven victory. You know, one thing that I think is is interesting and, and maybe the biggest difference that I've seen from from your team last year to this year uh, has been uh, the defensive side. It seems like you guys have really stepped up defensively. Uh, what's been the secret defensively, especially going and shutting down what's been a, a pretty good historically Clifton offense? Um, I think defensively, uh, the kids feel better in the schemes, you know, what we're running. Um, and then I've mixed it up a lot more this year. Uh, we're getting a four-man front, a three-man front, and the teams are not struggling with it. But, you know, from every 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 play, they don't know what we're getting in. So it, it makes it a little more confusing for the, uh, the O-line and, and even the quarterback to get their reads. And then offensively, you know, I hired Coach uh, Peach, um, Eddie Peach's son, mm-hmm. and he's doing a great job uh, with the offense and keeping us in games offensively. Uh, we're talking with Sam Reapy, the head coach of the undefeated Maypearl Panthers here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Um, coach, the, uh, obviously you guys went through the strangest offseason uh, in recorded history. Um, how did you guys stay connected? How did your staff stay connected to your guys uh, throughout the course of the, the, the offseason, knowing full well you weren't able to get in the in the same room as much as you wanted to, but also knowing full well that kickoff was coming and there weren't going to be any excuses when toe meet, meets leather? Well, how did you guys manage to, to stay connected with your guys? Um, so we, we created a Twitter account um, for them to do workouts at home, uh, you know, just things that they could do at home. They didn't need any weights. And then, uh, you know, through text messages and making sure that, you know, they're, they're doing something rather than just sitting around, um, you know, eating Cheetos and playing, uh, playing PlayStation 4. Yeah, it's, that's smart. I know I have a problem with that. Uh, so um, uh, now we, we kind of look forward. We, we look forward. Obviously, another big uh, big week this week coming up here. Uh, you guys are, are traveling to uh, Trenton to take on another undefeated team in Trenton. And I yes, certainly sir. don't want to ask you to give away your game plan. But tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m., uh, when you face the Tigers at Trenton, what are you going to be up against? Um, you know, they're really good. Uh, they're, they're, they're QA, and, and, but they come out and play hard. Um, I know the coach over there, so that's the reason why I got the game with them. Uh, since Grant Sling and the COVID thing, they had to change up some of their uh, scheduling. And so, you know, I, we picked up the game with them, uh, and it's more of a mutual friend thing. That's the only reason why we're playing them. Um, but they're, they're, they're good. Um, they're going to get after us, and they're going to play hard. And, and hopefully, you know, we come away with a uh, victory. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about your your district realignment. Of course, is something that I think everybody kind of forgot about because of everything that happened in the offseason. But uh, you guys are thrust into District Seven, Three A, uh, Division One. Um, that is, of course, where the two time defending champs uh, in Grandview reside, as well as uh, good teams like Whitney, Dallas, Madison, West, etc. Um, obviously, a little bit still down the road and one game at a time. But when you take a look at District Seven, 
3A Division One. I'm, I'm interested in, in your thoughts on on what you guys are going to be up against. Oh, you know, Grand Grandview's Grandview. Um, they're really good. Um, until until uh, their quarterback leaves and their defensive end leaves, um, they're going to be tough. They're going to be very tough to play against. And then you know, you go to Madison. They're going to be very very athletic. And then West and Whitney are always, you know, really good. Um, and they got some really good athletes there. Um, if we can come away with a couple of those wins against those four teams, you know, we're looking at making the playoffs. And that's that's our goal this year is make the playoffs. It doesn't matter if we're first or fourth. We just want to make the playoffs this year. Certainly. That's, that seems like a, certainly within reach for, for y'all. I, I want to ask you, you know, you mentioned your son, uh, Bryce, is in, is in the first grade. Have we have we scouted out a position for him yet? Um, you know, a lot of people think he's going to play quarterback, mm. but uh, Coach I'm, I'm not a defense. I'm not an offensive guy, so he, he's going to be playing safety somewhere for me, I'm sure. <laughs> going to be calling out the signals. I get it. But but finally, yeah. I would be remiss if I did not mention the boss in the family, which is um, your wife Kim, who is a junior high principal. Do I have that right? She actually is now uh, the director of uh, secondary services. She's basically over all the uh, secondary campuses at live school. Okay, so so seven through twelve, like three or four campuses, she's over. Okay, so so is it is it safe to say? Because I'm also the the husband of, of an educator. Uh, is it safe to say that there is no doubt who the boss in the family is? Because I've got to tell you, junior high principal. I know that that seems like that seems like you you have to be uh, you have to be formed a certain way to be the junior high principal. Uh, yeah, she's she's uh, she's definitely the one that uh, takes care of the house. I will say that. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't have much time at home, and you know, she, right now she's playing mom and dad for me. Um, so when football season's over, I, I kind of help out a little more, but, but she's definitely the, the, the one that runs the house. Uh, there is no doubt about that. He's Sam Reapy. He's the head coach of the unbeaten Maypearl Panthers. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start, and uh, best luck tomorrow night in Trenton. Thank you. I appreciate you uh, having me on today. There you go. Sam Reapy, the head coach, Maypearl Panthers, join us here on Texas football today. Uh, off to a great start. As I mentioned, yeah. you know, they they have now matched their win total from the last two seasons combined. He took over in 2017, or after 2017, 0-9 in their first season, didn't go as, as they planned. Kind of, you know, took some big steps forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking this up. I don't think they've been 4-0 since, like, 2008. Wow. Or something like that. It's been a long Big time game, since definitely. Maypearl uh, has been has been 4-0. I mean, they've got the same record as Grandview right now. So, uh, Yeah. I mean. Right now, top of the tied. table. They're tied for the top of the district of the right table. now. They're on the, they're on the road at Trenton tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, the computer does like them. Computer thinks that they're the favorite in, in, that, in that game. And, and if they win that, then they, they round out uh, non-district schedule with, um, with Grand Celine. Uh, Grand Celine right now is uh, 0-3, and they will be 0-3 because they do not play this week. So, they win tonight. You could be looking at five, and and, and I don't want look. I don't want to put the car before the horse here, mm-hmm. but you could be looking at September 20. Or I guess that's this is their last non-conference. I'm sorry, the Grand Celine game got canceled. That's I've, I've got that wrong. If they win this game tonight, you could be looking at September 25th. Yes, undefeated Maypearl. At undefeated Grandview, and that gets me. Hey, listen, pumped. listen! All you want is a shot, right? You get a shot at the champs. You're undefeated. You're you walking have into their barn. To lose. Got nothing to lose.
Nothing to lose. Oh, that would make me so fun. District opener. Uh, so could be big things there for uh, for Sam Reepy and the, and the Panthers. It's big big doings there in Maypearl. Uh, we appreciate Coach Sam Reepy hopping on with us. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football, talking football in the Lone Star State, rather. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. For the third consecutive year, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Whataburger have teamed up to give fans the opportunity to honor the best and brightest stars in Texas high school football with the 2020 Whataburger Super Team. We want you to nominate the players that you think deserve a spot on the 2020 Whataburger Super Team ballot. We need your nominations right now. It's at texasfootball.com. Find the Whataburger Super Team. You can also follow them on Twitter at whatasuperteam. Um... We are, the way it works is we're, we're gathering nominations right now. After the nomination process, we then narrow down the nominations to a 300-player ballot. And then we leave it up to you, and you get to vote. This is all y'all. Y'all get to tell us who deserves a spot on the 2020 Whataburger Super Team. So go to TexasFootball.com, uh, look for Whataburger Super Team uh, to honor the best and brightest stars in Texas high school football. So do it. That's also, yeah, it is also. Also, Pickle. Let's yes. talk about what's going on next Friday. Ooh, buddy. Next Friday, September 25th at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Celebrate the UIL's 100th anniversary celebration. 100 years of Texas high school football with a doubleheader to kick off the 6A and 5A season at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. 4 p.m. next Friday, Arlington Martin against Denton Ryan and 8 p.m. the nightcap Longview and Temple. You can get your tickets now at SeatGeek.com for these two games. SeatGeek.com there's also a link on TexasFootball.com if you want to go and get your tickets. Uh, you have to buy a ticket online. I, I, I know I sound like a broken record to people who watch the show every day but it's just the darn truth. You need to go online and buy a ticket. The box office will not be open on game day. There are no lines allowed. No, no walk-ups because of the social, me, uh, social distancing uh, guidelines. You need to make sure you get a ticket through SeatGeek, or we also have a link on TexasFootball.com. The ticket is good for both games, so that's the good yeah. news. Is you, you, get a, you get a double dose at AT&T Stadium in Arlington next Friday, September 25th, 2020, celebrating 100 years of UIL football. Of course, the games will also be broadcast live on Fox Sports Southwest, so if you don't want to make the drive from Corpus Christi or if you don't want to make the drive from El Paso, uh, then you can certainly watch it on Fox Sports Southwest. Uh, it'll be Arlington, Martin, and Denton Ryan and Longview and Temple, a doubleheader at AT&T Stadium in Arlington to celebrate 100 years of UIL Texas high school football. And I, I talked to Coach uh, Wager this morning, and boy, howdy, are they pumped. Of course he is. They're so he's excited. Always, he's always pumped. Well, yes, I but know he's a, that. he's extra pumped. He's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was pumped for Wager being pumped. It, like, which grading, means, grading like, on the Wager curve. Grading still, on the Wager curve, that means, like, they're, like, really excited. They're raring to go. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of raring to go, we're raring to go for week four of the Texas high school Ooh, football season. Smooth. Uh, big games all across <laughs> the states. I had the courage to pick the biggest ones, including one that's not even happening anymore. That's <laughs> so how, courageous that's how much of courage you. We have. Wow. Here's my predictions for week four of the Texas high school ball season here on Texas football today. Small schools take center stage in week four of the Texas high school football season. These are the picks. <laughs> Wow. 
Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in for week four of this little show where we predict the biggest and best games of Texas high school football all across the state. If you are a big school snob, don't worry. Your time is almost here next week. Week five is when the big schools, 6A and 5A, will join the party. But for now... There's big-time small school matchups all across the state, including ranked heavyweight showdowns between teams of different classifications. We start in East Bernard. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Memorial Field in East Bernard. It is a big-time 2A versus 3A showdown as the Shiner Comanches take on the East Bernard Bramas. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Brooks was here, and that is a Shawshank Redemption reference to bring about the topic of the Brooks brothers, the running back duo for the Shiner Comanches. Doug and Dalton Brooks are just sensational. They pace this really high-powered Comanche offense, and they have looked every bit the part of a state title contender, thanks in large part to the duo. Doug is probably the thunder to Dalton's lightning, but both of these guys are big-time weapons, and they are going to be a handful for everyone they face, including East Bernard, this week. So how does East Bernard deal with a problem like the Brooks Brothers? Key number two, East Bernard's play action. So East Bernard runs the slot T, and here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, we believe that the slot T is the devil. We say that with all sorts of love. But the thing about East Bernard is that they have thrown the ball really effectively early in the season. Now, they don't throw a ton. Quarterback Dallas Novicki has only thrown the ball 20 times. But he's completed 12 of them, and three of them have gone for touchdowns. In fact, they're averaging 13 yards per pass attempt this season in the young year. Now, look, if you to put that in comparison... Garrett Rangel, the quarterback for Frisco Lone Star last year, led all Texas high school football quarterbacks in passing, and he only averaged 12 yards per attempt. So when East Bernard does pull it and throw, they are really effective. Can they be effective in this game, or will Shiner's defense step up? And key number three, punching up. So for the fourth consecutive week, Shiner is going to be playing a team that is bigger than them in a larger classification. That includes last week where they took in a 4A team. Remember, they're a 2A team. That's pretty remarkable to punch up a two entire classifications. And weight class really does matter. East Bernard is no different. This is a 3A Division II team in East Bernard playing a 2A Division I team in Shiner. Usually, the larger team has the advantage. Then again, Shiner is 3-0. So, can East Bernard take advantage of their size disparity, or will Shiner continue having success punching up? Who am I picking? I'm going with Shiner. Going with the smaller team on the road, I really think that the number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football's 2A Division I rankings is the team to beat in this matchup because of two things. One, the running game. I really think that Dalton and Doug Brooks, plus the passing attack that they do add, makes this offense really dangerous. But what we haven't mentioned is that Shiner's defense is pretty salty, and they're physical. And in a matchup against two teams that love to be physical, I think this game is going to come down to who puts the ball on the turf. Who forces the most turnovers. I think Shiner comes through with a couple of extra big plays defensively. I think the Comanches bring home a victory. From south to north, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Hawk Stadium in Iowa Park. It's a battle of unbeatens as the Brock Eagles take on the Iowa Park Hawks. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, straight cash, homie. Sorry, 
It's Cash Jones, the running back for Brock, and he's been really, really good. Run for more than 400 yards in their first two games, and he is the bell cow of this Brock attack. They can beat you in a lot of different ways, but make no mistake, the Eagles offense starts with Cash Jones, their outstanding running back. Can he get going, or will the Iowa Park defense have an answer? Key number two, Kirby's adventure. I'm talking about Kirby Kohili, the quarterback for Iowa Park, and he has been really, really excellent this year. You go back to last year where he helped lead the Hawks to a deep playoff run. I think he's been even better this year. Extremely efficient passing the ball and a very dangerous runner. Brock is going to have to answer for him on every play. So can the Brock defense, which has been very good so far, step up against a very dangerous quarterback in Kirby Kohili? And key number three, late and close. So Brock has played two games, and they've won two games, and they have won two games by absolutely clobbering their opponents. They have been no contests. Iowa Park has gone about things in a different way. Most notably, they have been excellent late in games. You go back to their win over Canadian, they rang off 28 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to win that game. Then you go back to last week where they took on Burke Burnett, and they scored the final 35 points of the game to really run away from them. So if this game is close late, the advantage may lie with Iowa Park. Can they keep it that close, and can they take advantage when they get there? Who am I picking? I'm going with Brock. I'm picking a smaller team over a larger team again, and I think the big reason why is the running game. Cash Jones and this stable of running backs in this powerful rushing attack for Brock really guide the way for the Eagles, not to mention the fact that their defense has been excellent all year long. Now, I do think Iowa Park's got a great chance in this one, especially if they can wear down Brock and make them play this game all four quarters. But for now, I think Brock comes away with a close victory. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Eagle Stadium in Argyle. It's a number one versus number two showdown in 4A Division I as the Argyle Eagles take on the Waco La Vega Pirates. And this is the fifth time in three seasons that these two teams are going to play each other. And the script has traditionally gone that Argyle wins the regular season, La Vega wins in the playoffs. And I'm sure Argyle would prefer it be the other way around, but this script may in fact be the same. You know, La Vega is off to a fantastic start, thanks in large part to their defense. The defense, led by Jordan Rogers and DeMarquise Hayes, is maybe the best in the state so far. I know that 6, 8, and 5, they aren't playing yet, but it has been rock solid. The offense, it's been okay, and they're pretty banged up right now. Uh, one thing I think is interesting is that I think this is going to be the first time that La Vega is facing a passing attack led by C.J. Rogers and Argyle that can really test their secondary. They played a lot of run-heavy teams so far, so this is going to be a big test for the secondary. All eyes are going to be on the front, right, with the Argyle offensive line up against this ferocious front seven for Waco La Vega. I think this game is really interesting, but I think that traditionally you're going to see Argyle come out of the gates faster than La Vega. I think that holds true here. I think Argyle is a little bit more of a finished product right now, and especially being at home, I think the Eagles bring home a win. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Jimmy Redmond Memorial Stadium in Post. It's all antelopes as the Post antelopes take on the Abernathy antelopes. And Post is off to a 3-0 start and has outscored their opponents by almost 140 points this season. Yeah, they have been unbelievable with quarterback Slade Pittman and their outstanding running back in Ashton Jefferson. They look every bit the part of a state title contender. Going up against an Abernathy team that I think is kind of reinventing itself right now. They've got a new coach, you remember, in Justin Wiley, and they have made themselves into a defense-first squad. Uh, Matthew DeAnda, their linebacker, has been fantastic, and he has led the way 
for their defense so far. But this is a huge test against Post, who is looking every bit the part of a title contender. I think that continues. Give me Post. And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at J.M. White Field in Blum. It's a six-man clash between the Blum Bobcats and the Jonesboro Eagles. So 1A Division One is suddenly kind of wide open right now. I don't know if there's necessarily this favorite that's risen to the top, but here is an outstanding matchup of two teams that are going to be jockeying for position in Division One. Blum, the defending state champs, have somehow gone under the radar, but they are undefeated and looking very good with running back Kobe Klinkscales going up against Eddie Gallegos' Jonesboro Eagle squad that are also undefeated, and they have run the ball very, very well with Brandon Namelka. This is a really fascinating matchup, and I think it's going to come down to defense. That is where I think Blum has the advantage, not only being at home, but I think their defense is a little bit more polished right now. I think this game is close, and if you have a way to get to this game, absolutely take advantage of it. But I think Blum comes away with a victory. But those are far from the only big games in week four of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Schulenberg over Flatonia. Give me Kilgore to beat Gladewater. And I like Bremont to beat Dawson. Bernie stays hot with a win over Sweetwater. Yoakum stays hot with a win over Needville. And I like Corpus Christi Miller over Rockport Fulton. Spearman gets by Vega. Clarendon topples Hale Center in a battle of surprise unbeatens. And speaking of surprise unbeatens, I like the Paradise Panthers to beat Millsap. Give me McCamey over four. Sam Timpson beats Price Carlisle. And Pleasant Grove takes down Silsby. Give me Lano over San Saba in a battle of unbeatens. And I like Gilmer to beat Lindale. Graham squeaks by Decatur. Winthor stays hot with a win over Seymour. And Dangerfield beats Elysian Fields. We might finally get to see West Orange Stark. I think they beat Newton. Give me Jordanton over Canyon Lake. And I'll take San Augustine over Winsboro. Jared Kerr and Lexington stay hot with a win over Cameron Yo, give me Gunner to beat Pilot Point, and I like Holiday over Bells. Cisco beats Jim Ned, and I like Grandview to get by Glen Rose. Hallisville beats Rice Consolidated, and in our other six-man game of the week, besides Blum and Jonesboro, I like Borden County over Sterling City. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week four of the Texas high school football season. Be safe, wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is, the picks, my high school football predictions for week four of the Texas high school football season. As usual, I can make you this stone cold guaranteed right here, right now. I got at least one of those right. And I got at least one of those not wrong. That I can You've say. You've already started sure. off wrong because one of your games got canceled. That's not wrong though. That's a no contest to you. That's just I don't get. No, I think it counts as a wrong. I don't think that's how that works at all. I think that I'm going to make that rule that that counts as a wrong. So you edit it. You could have gone in there and exactly. edited it. Exactly, I edit it, which means I get to make the pick that that is wrong. I don't think that's fair. Oh yeah. I think you're being a jerk. Yeah, you right have, now. It, mainly because you already made me switch the graphic ones. Yeah, I did. That was because I because I, I that was the singular game that I made you the said. Decision. You know what? Because I I'm gonna pick. Because here's the instead. well now I can now I can speak at length about Lexington and and um, Yo because it's not happening. I was really torn on that game, and um, I initially took Yo. The script I sent you, I took Yo, and then. As I was sitting there about to record it, I was like, 
uh-uh, I'm going with the hot hand. I'm going to take Lexington. Uh, and so then you have to switch it around and I have to do it. But anyway. Yeah, so that means now, that and I now get the game, to choose. And now, <laughs> you and now you, we'll never know. and one <laughs> We'll never know, of course, because the world stinks. And there it is. Of course, that's on YouTube, youtube.com. Yes, slash please Dave go Campbell's watch it. TF. Uh, Pickle puts a lot of work into it. I put some work into it, so please go <laughs> and watch it uh, now and always. We're at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com, texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, Cruton, all across the Lone Star State. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Pickle, the air is cooling off. Throw it to final thoughts. Autumn is on the way. It's fodum. Fraudum, you mean. Fraudum, whatever. The leaves are starting to turn, theoretically. No, no, it's time for... Yes, and so now it's We're time... We're all moving inside, which is not probably thoughts. not good because of the coronavirus. But in any case, nothing, and I mean nothing, can stop the freight train! That is... Final thoughts. Free money! Free money! My college football mm. picks against the spread after a resounding 3-0 and o performance last week. Let's no one cares. Go. Not a single... No one. 3 No o. one. Literally no one. 5-1. and 5-1 <laughs> on the year. Five and one. You hate to see it, but God, you gotta. You but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing about being LeBron. Okay? Oh Lord, have mercy! The Get out of here about with that crap. Being LeBron <laughs> is that you gotta show up every week. Uh huh. You gotta make sure to mm-hmm. be. If you're gonna stay on top, you gotta maintain it. This is so bad. Okay? You are not LeBron. <laughs> if you're gonna be Ric Flair. You got to defend the belt. And I'm here to defend the belt. Hit him with the two claps. <laughs> in, 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 I'm going to defend the belt right now. Five games this week, unless one of them gets canceled, which would just be so 2020. But there's <laughs> five games. Pickle, where do we start? This is too much. The first game, we will go Houston at Baylor, 11 a.m. on Saturday at Baylor. Favored by four at home. It's a so and this line has moved a lot. So it, to, to give you to give you some some background, remember that this was a game that was thrown together last weekend, basically like su- Saturday or Sunday. That uh, Baylor was supposed to play Louisiana Tech last week. Louisiana Tech had to cancel because of coronavirus. Uh, Houston was supposed to play Memphis tomorrow. They're going to play it on a Friday night, mm-hmm. which. I'm always leery of. Yes. Play them on a Friday night. I don't like that. That game got canceled because Memphis had a party bus. And so now you have these two Old Southwest Conference rivals that are like, uh, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Let's do it. Looking at each other from across the bar. Like, With really you, cool you, graphics. You, you, I know I said that the other day, but did you ever go look at the graphic? I did look at the graphic. It was pretty cool. So it's a big game. It's the first game of the Dave Aranda era. Yes. Um, they're at um, they're at, at, at Baylor. A lot of intrigue in this game. Um, Baylor has this is a, an enti- almost an entirely new Baylor team. Yes. Okay. You Except have a new for you, old have, faithful. you have a new coach, right? That in and of itself is a lot. Mm-hmm. He's never been a head coach 
I think at any level. No, and a big defensive guy. He's a big defensive guy. And by the way, his defense needs to replace nine starters. Yep. Okay? A lot of overhaul there. Um, as opposed to Houston, who is a lot more of a finished product. Because, look, last year we've talked at length about the weird season that Houston had. Dana, but Dana. part of the reason, part of the value of doing that, the part of the value of of playing for the number one pick, so to speak, mm-hmm. tanking, is that you're super you're super experienced the next year, and they have a lot of experience coming back. Their depth is experience too. Sixteen of seventeen uh, star, uh, um, uh, of their top tacklers are back defensively. The offensive line looks like it's going to be solid. the The passing game, with uh, you know, depending on what you think of of Clayton Tune. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's going to be solid. They at least have the, the receivers on the outside that I think are going to make them, make them pay. Right. And Marquez Stevenson, et cetera. As a result, there's a lot of good things going on for, for Houston. Mm-hmm. But Baylor does have one thing. Old faithful. In Charlie Brewer. And what should be... Now, I don't know about the pass catchers, but I think that the running game should be pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And Houston's defense last year was Basura. As a result, I'm going to take Baylor to cover the four. I don't feel great about it, and this is a, a real kind of weird first game. Both teams only have six days to prepare for one another. Um, they've kind of figured out how to do it, but I think Baylor at home, it may be ugly. In fact, I'm going to predict it'll be kind of ugly. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I think both That first teams, half is going to be... It's going to be gross. Yikes. But I think that Baylor will be able to pull it all together and come away with a win. Give me something like Baylor by seven, something like... I'm going to laugh 30, if they win by a field goal. 5, 27, something like that. Something yeah. along those lines. I'm going to go with that. I like Baylor by a touchdown. Uh, this would be a lot more complicated if it was like a seven-point spread but yeah the, 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 but uh houston's got the juice right now and so i'm gonna go with baylor minus four what is next pickle up next a 2 p.m matchup it's sfa at utsa on saturday and there is no line here no there's no line roadrunners there's no line um but look Stephen f austin is a team that is now taking on is a team that I believe that this is their second game of the year. Yes. Um and they are let me find I had an article up and now it's gone. And hold on. This is going great. Uh okay. Here is the here's the big issue for me. Okay? The big question for me is what do we make of the UTSA defense? Because last week UTSA got torched absolutely torched torched by a backup quarterback they got absolutely (laughs) hammered defensively and so utsa's defense has got some work to do i think Mm -hmm. that's fair to say right i think that's absolutely fair to say but there's two things about three things about this game that the reason i'm taking utsa one is they're at home yeah helpful yeah, I'm a dumb. Two, I don't know that Stephen F. Austin can throw well enough to make to expose the the UTSA defense mm-hmm. in the secondary. I think that that's a problem. Trey Self has been eh, he's been okay. He was okay against UTEP, but I don't think he was he was great. No, they would need to they would need to have a big game from him passing. Furthermore, 
I think that the UTSA offense is going to run wild. Fast track against a Stephen F. Austin defense that seemed to wear down against UTEP in their opener. I like UTSA. I think UTSA uh, wins this one, pulling away late. I think this game could be something like 24-17 heading into the fourth quarter, yeah. and then it wouldn't be a surprise to see them like throw on two more scores in this game in like 41-17. We're like, why are we even worrying about it? But then it was like, oh no, this game was super tight in the in, in the early right, going. Right, and you should be able to, defense should travel well. Like I know that trip obviously over to El Paso was incredibly, literally probably the yeah. longest trip that you could make in the state of Texas college football-wise, but that defense has to they have to be able to travel They've better. They've got to be able to travel. So I'm going to go, especially because I don't know how many games, I don't know their schedule, I don't know how many games they're playing at home this year. Anyway, yeah. I'm taking UTSA uh, to beat Stephen F. Austin. What is next, Pickle? Up next, big rivalry over at Apogee Stadium. You'll have SMU heading over to North Texas to take um, them on at 5 o'clock p.m. SMU favored by 14 on the road. Is it a big rivalry? For UNT fans, it is, yes. SMU looks at us like, eh. But mm-hmm. for UNT fans, it is a very massive okay. <laughs> game that we enjoy. A lot of this game comes down to what you make of SMU against Texas State. Okay, mm-hmm. What you make of it. Because do you chalk that up to Texas State being better than we thought? Yeah. Do you chalk that up to SMU not being as good as we thought? First game of the season. Do you chalk that up to, yeah, first game road. first game rust? Do you chalk it up to be on the road? What do you chalk it up to, right? That's a big question in this game. Um, I do think that Shane Bouchelle against the North Texas secondary is going to be a problem for North Texas. That is an advantage. I think that is an advantage. Um, I think that... They're gonna, I think the offense is going to hum. The other side of it, though, I think North Texas is going to be able to score. Mm-hmm. I think this game could be shootouty. Yep. I think this game could be pointsy. And I think North Texas keeps it within two touchdowns. I'm going to take North Texas plus 14. Um, I think they keep it within two touchdowns. I think SMU wins. Yeah. I think SMU wins, but I think it's something like, Forty-one thirty. I'm super like, interested to see what Jason Bean does this yes. time. Like a, another yes. measuring stick. We keep saying that, but we're finally getting into those games where you're going to have a lot better of an idea of was that just a first yes. game thing? Was it just Houston Baptist or, you know? Big, big matchup for me. I want to see what the North Texas offensive line looks like against the SMU defensive line mm-hmm. because these are two units we had our eye on coming into it north texas offensive line we were like okay are they going to be able to hold able to hold together i thought they looked pretty good in their opener which is not something that they usually look right they didn't look they looked pretty good in their opener going up against an smu defensive front that we had really high hopes for and did not look great in their opener Mm -hmm. So you've kind of got these two things, kind of what what is more of the case. It's interesting, too, because they both had last week off. Yes. So they kind of had they had the extra week to figure out what did and didn't work in week one. I think this is pointsy. I think this is high scoring. I think this is fun. I think it is closer than 14 points. I'm going to take North Texas plus 14 in this game. What is next, Pickle? Up next at... 6.30, Texas State taking on Louisiana Monroe on Did you Saturday. put T-State... Yeah. It wasn't going to fit. Do TXST. Mm. It's okay. You don't have to fix it. You can read the thing. Well, they're favored by five and a half. Yes, they are. 
Um, Texas State looking to break into the win column. These are two teams that are combined 0-3. Uh, if you missed Louisiana Monroe, um, Louisiana Monroe lost to Army last week. They got drilled by Army last week, mm-hmm. 37-7. But there ain't nothing wrong with that because support the troops. <laughs> yes. Go troops. Uh, so Louisiana Monroe got drilled. Um, and this is the first time that they are going to face, I think, well, it's the first time they're going to face a non-triple option offense. And say what you want about Texas State, but, like, that offense ain't been a problem. Offense, first two games, I thought has looked pretty good. And I know that they are 0-2, but I think the offense, you know, we don't know what the status of Brady McBride is going to be. Um, for this game. I, I, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything. No, I have not either. Um, I don't know if he's still being quarantined or whatever, but either way, it feels like they're going to be okay. Right. The question is going to be on the Texas State defense, which has worn down, it wore down against SMU, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then last week against um, UCSA, they had some struggles. Going up against Colby Suits, who's a Texas kid, uh, North 40, I want to say, at Louisiana Monroe. Um, and this is a team that they've got to be able to stop the run. Louisiana Monroe was not able to run the ball against Army. Are they going to be able to run the ball against uh, um, Texas State? I think this game is close. Um, I think this game is close. I think this game is going to be... Going on the road scares me. I'm going to take Texas State, though. I like Texas State minus 5.5. I think they win by a touchdown. Give me something like... I think 38-31, something like that. I like Texas State by a touchdown. Um, I'm going to take Texas State minus 5.5 uh, because I think also this is our first intra interstate game. Yes. And it's the first like game outside the state of Texas. Yeah. So how Look about that? that? So I'm going to take Texas State representing the Lone Star State to get the first win uh, there uh, at, uh, of the season. And finally, Pickle. Last on the docket, we have the Evelyn Christian Wildcats heading over to UTEP to take on the Miners, 8 p.m. on Saturday. And I'm going to assume that there was no line on this there one. There is no line. Okay, because you didn't put it down. I'm sorry, my bad. It's okay. Um, but I I assumed right. You did. Um, so, <clears throat> let's talk about this game. <laughs> this is Abilene Christian's debut. Mm-hmm. First game of the year. Um. Abilene Christian is um, is is a team that we think is going to be pretty decent, um, but I think that their defense is going to be okay. Uh, they they do have a new quarterback, but I think that um, they are going to be able to put up some points in this game. UTEP beat Stephen F. Austin in the opener, and then they went and they got um, absolutely just taken to Clobbertown yeah. by Texas. This game comes down to the Abilene Christian front against the UTEP front. Can the UTEP front hold up? Can they give Gavin Hardison time to throw? Can they give Deion Hankins time to run or uh, holes to run through? Um, If this weren't Abilene Christian's first game of the year, I would take the Wildcats. But I'm going to go with the team that... I think because they've got two games under their belt, yes, one of them was a blowout loss, but because they've got that experience, I'm going to take UTEP in this game. They're also the FBS team at home. They should win this game. But I'm really, there's a couple, there. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not sold on this game. Uh, I'm not sold on UTEP winning this game, 
but I do think they win this game. I think it's close. I think it's mm-hmm. similar to what you saw against Stephen F. Austin, something like 24-21. I think it's close. I think it's a nail-biter. Say, Monday morning fallout, talk about a team to worry about if uh, if they don't pull that one out. I do think UTEP wins. I think it's close. Mm-hmm. I think they moved to 2-1 and one on the year and uh, get that victory. So I'm going to take UTEP. So those are my free money picks. I'm going to take Baylor minus 4 at home against Houston. I'm going to take UTSA at home against Stephen Foss. I'm going to take North Texas plus 14 at home against SMU. I like Texas State minus 5.5 at Louisiana Monroe, and I like UTEP at home against Abilene Christian. And there is free money. That's America's favorite segment. Let's go to America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Four final thoughts. Hang on. We're all over the place here. We are all over the place. Yeah, we're reeling it in. Um, I think... Oh, no that, show tomorrow, by the way. That, yeah, that was my thought. That was my singular thought. And you took it away. Go ahead. What else you got? That was it. Just a reminder that there is no show tomorrow. No show tomorrow because Pickle's going to to Lalano. Yano. Going to Yano. Yes. So there is no show tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday. Um, and yeah, send us your text, put the text line up. Um, send us your text message overreactions. We did get one. Uh, send us your text message overreactions from the weekend. Whenever you have an overreaction, fire it off in the, in the TFT text line. Mm-hmm. We'll try to gather some of the best ones and do those on Tuesday. We'll do like overreaction Tuesday fan. Fantastic Tuesday fan feedback. We did um, get one text during this episode and it was, uh, I believe Josh Chapa saying that he likes the camera view on you because you can see the Lytle pirate helmet in the back. He said, chef's kiss. Oh, yeah. There it is. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com. Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com. Dave Campbell's. And, of course, stay. Are you breaking things? Of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Maypearl coach Sam Reapy for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle. <laughs> I didn't do that. Get it together. What did you do? For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Kemper. <laughs> Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today. <laughs>